and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. I thought uh, we took a day off yesterday. I thought it would be long enough for me to recover from being home, home, uh, away from home for two weeks. It was not. I, you know what, Ryan? I've found that if Call I, me, Mark. if I no longer had a, a wife and a daughter. I'd have so much more time in the day. Yeah, let me tell you about that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds great in practice, right? Yeah. Until you're a few years into it. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, I could really use that wife and kid. Let me see. When I was in Arizona, since I was there so long, I, I like adapted to a completely new schedule. Yeah. And now I got home. And I, it's just like, oh, God, any downtime is just immediately eaten up by... Simone, who I got to say, though, she was so excited for me to come home. It was crazy. I felt like a celebrity when I walked in. <laughs> Did she know? Were you like keeping her up to date with how close you were? Or was it a surprise when you walked no, in? No, I mean, Sarah told her I'd be home tomorrow, the day prior and whatever. And then I just walked in and then she was just She happened to be upstairs. And she almost like flung herself down the stairs to give me a hug. Oh, wow. It was good nice. Thing she didn't. I, it was good that she didn't. <laughs> um, but it was personal safety. She just kept being like, "I missed you so much. I missed you so much, Daddy." And, I, and then I was like, "I'm a horrible parent who's been away too long." Oh, she has, dude. I, I, I have a feeling, and and like, I, you're like, I think a week or two, right? I don't think kids know the difference between two days and two weeks. Now, two months, and like, like maybe we're talking a little bit different, but but like, really, I think that like now that you're back, yeah. Now that you're back, right? Mm-hmm. Two days and two weeks is almost the same amount of time once you're back. It's interesting you say that because I feel, you know, when you're a kid, everything takes so long. Think about yeah. how long it seems Christmas to Christmas. Uh, that's a good point. It's like fucking forever. Yeah. Think about how long fourth grade felt. But but now everything's back to normal. Like, it's a distant memory that you were away. Oh, yeah. No, I know. But I still, I still was concerned. Not to mention, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl in a minute. But I come back; it's Valentine's Day. I've obviously done nothing for that. I got home yesterday. Like it's currently four thirty on uh, an actual Valentine's Day when we're recording this. I got home yesterday with no plan. I have done nothing. So I suggested we should just hang out, have a nice bottle of wine, and order takeout. And okay. luckily. Luckily, that was accepted as an acceptable idea. I mean, just imagine if with that, like, if you had alternated that that hedgehog, Chet, with, like, a heart, with Harry the Heart. Who's Harry the Heart? Is that the thing they gave you when you had heart surgery? No, you could have just, like, had a heart with you, mm-hmm. and you could have taken pictures, and you see, then you would have been prepared for for Valentine's Day when you got home. Ryan, I have something to admit. That I have not yet said publicly. Okay. Um, I lost Chet at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, you see, that's why I, you you said that that you're thankful you have two. But can I? I've already purchased another one to have reser- a reserve Chet. But oh if I'm being God. honest, and I realize this is a ridiculous to say thing to say as an adult. I am legitimately sad about this. Have I, you called the the uh, stadium in Glendale? Uh, trust me, I left town? it on a shuttle. I left it on an NFL shuttle, and the NFL may or may not be reaching out to the shuttle company to see if they've found him on any of the buses. <laughs> but, but can I just say that I am... I know this sounds crazy, but he was like my only friend for two weeks. I had yeah. him everywhere. I know you did. I Chet feel- met Chet was very famous. Chet met a lot of people. Pet, Chet made a lot of met a lot of celebrities. Now, so you were so because Chet I saw at the game. Mm-hmm. So this must have been post game. Yeah, I guess I was uh, so hammered I abandoned Chet on a shuttle. Oh my 
God, Mark. But can we agree that it's more the idea of Chet? Like, every Chet that I now have will get to have a special experience on a trip. It's not that one specific Chet, because that puts too much pressure on me to keep that one specific Chet. And the whole idea was that there were many Chets. Well, and also Chet gets dirty, and once you wash it a couple times, you know, it's going to start falling apart. Just and a nice felt... new Chet every time is sort of fancy. I just felt bad. Like a nice new Gunther. I I... Yeah, I don't know. I maybe they'll find him. I'm still on an email chain where somebody's checking. Are you doing are you doing updates every day to make it so like you can put together like a little mini documentary? What is this like like Stephen Avery? Like I I no, I I just I'll I'll check in today. I also don't want to seem like too much of a psychopath. I'm an adult man. I don't want to say, <laughs> "Hey, listen, have you found my stuffed hedgehog yet?" <laughs> You should, and you should make sure that when you call, you you have you're you're, you're taping the phone call on your I iPhone. I just can't believe I did this. Did I'm you so lost disappointed, Chet or that you did it the whole time. No, that I lost Chet. Yeah, it's especially especially that it got so far that you literally like you posted pictures of Chet from the Super Bowl. I think even I I can't but remember. The fucking if you confetti post- was coming down. All I had to do was complete. The, it was like completing a catch. I just had to complete the process of getting Chet back to my hotel room. Oh, oh dude, it was it's worse than that. You just made a ninety-eight yard punt return. You got inside the five-yard line and got cocky and put the ball out to celebrate and the defense knocked it out on the one inch line because obviously the whole thing should have ended with simone holding chet and yes we still could do that but it would be not the one and i'm really i'm legit it ruined my whole fucking day yesterday watch it's gonna like they're gonna find it and it's gonna cost so much to ship it home i will pay swear to god if i know and because there's i will pay i there's i don't want to say it because i don't want somebody to hear and then be like, oh, I found it, but it's not really him. I there is I've already thought of a number and it's far higher than it should be, considering, as I may mention, as I already mentioned, I already bought a new one for eight dollars that's currently in the mail. Oh wow. You must be willing to offer up to twenty five dollars as a reward. A little more than that, but yes. The, the, but it's it's annoying me only because also since I was drinking, I'm sort of like, oh, it's my fault because I was too drunk. Yeah, I mean, Mark. I did a maybe, bad job taking care is, of my friend. Maybe this is, I mean, you have a child now. Maybe this is the sign that you need to, you know, to look at your life. That You need to find a mirror and go, oh my God, I lost a stuffed animal. I lost Chet. I cared for Chet and I left him on a bus. I know. A shuttle bus. I know. With With drunken Eagles fans. Yeah, I know. I, I'm not happy about it. I can't believe I lost Chet. And I remember being on the bus, and he fell between my legs once, and it hit the ground. I picked him up. And then it must have happened again, and I didn't mention it. didn't notice it. Very like, sad. You could have you left him in some, like, biker bar, or maybe, like, the I lion's I think he's in a findable spot. That's the but thing. But you left him with drunk eagles. Oh, fans. shut the fuck up. I let's not make Let's not make me feel bad about this. Also, why do you assume they were Eagles fans? Cause, cause, well, cause the Chiefs fans would have probably like found Chet and been like, "Does anyone know who this belongs to?" But the Eagles fans would have said, "Fuck you!" and stomped on it, and then probably pissed you and like, called it truly stupid. hate people from the city city of Philadelphia. It comes up frequently, like a lot. Like, like you're always just like, like you, you're very anytime Philly or New Jersey, even New Jersey. It seems like you also hate. No, no, no. I hate the traffic laws in New Jersey. The The lack of left turns in the state of New Jersey is insane. But, you, um, but, but, and I think, but you've and also I think, said in the city, you're like anyone with a yellow license plate, which is New York license plates now, but you meant Jersey at the time. So they drive like assholes. In New York, they do. They're the ones that tend to to, to run the lights and uh, and break the speed limit, whereas like there's we're walking here. Okay. All right. Fine. Um. And 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 Phillies fans are are uh, I think by far the the worst behaved in uh in the country, and I think they're kind of proud of that. So I don't know that they Do mind me saying it. Eagle F- Phillies Eagles Phil- fan. I'm sorry. No, I I yeah, I meant Eagles fans. Sorry. I don't think anyone's proud of that. Also, they uh. seemed fine at the Super Bowl. Now, granted, I think there's an element of you get rid of 
a certain amount of riffraff just by the fact that he would need to get out to Arizona and spend thousands of dollars to attend the game. Right. But I didn't notice any problems for the most part. Okay. Well, no. I listen. I have lots of friends that are Eagles fans, and I and 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 like I express this around them all the time, and they can only be like, "Yeah, I know." I feel bad for Chet. That's that's really the end of this. Like, I should send an email right now that says, "Hey, any update on Chet?" Are we going to have a memorial service for Chet? And it's going to have to be a, a closed um, shoebox because you know there's no Chet. That's you know what I think. I think you're taking too much joy in this. <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. Yeah, I know. I feel bad. Anyway, the Super Bowl. I went. Well, since we got off the air Friday after our interview extravaganza. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say that I felt like pretty much everyone in the media all week was Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. And did I ever waver from the Chiefs are going to win this game? No, you never did. Neither did I. In fact, if you go back to our first NFL broadcast of the entire season, they said, Mark, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? And I said, I think the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl. Who did I say? Did I say the the Bucks? I don't know. It's it's irrelevant. I didn't remember. All all I know is that I said Chiefs, and since they're the ones that did it, I felt good about myself. You yeah, were but what wrong. If I said Chiefs really, too. You didn't say Chiefs. Okay, that's all I needed to know. I I would have remembered that. That was the point. Okay. I remember the okay. Chiefs because that was correct. <laughs> and so, so, can you tell me? Can you tell me what happened in the first quarter? As far as... I didn't see the first quarter. Oh, right. You had your improv show. How was that? It, it, it was... Um, it went fine. It, it, it went off okay. I don't think it was... Uh, I did anything too embarrassing, so that's all that matters. Okay. I have um, an answer on Chet. The woman has gotten back to me. Oh. I have asked and no luck yet. If, if it oh. shows up, we'll get it mailed to you. Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess there's hope, right? Yeah, there's definitely hope. All right. I knew I should have put an air tag on Chet. You should have. You should have definitely. Dude, all it would have taken was some scissors, an air tag, and a sewing kit. Or tape. Just tape. Tape. You could have you could have sewed it inside him. You just just undo one or two stitches, slip it in there, and then restitch it up. Okay. New Chet like a, is gonna yeah. have an air tag. Anyway, so your improv show. I want to talk about the Super Bowl, but I also want to talk about your improv show. What do you want to talk about first? Well, we can get the improv show over with pretty quickly. I so, mean, people paid. There was there was a paying audience. Who paid? Three people. You so there were more people on stage doing improv than paying customers in the audience. Yes. Were those friends of people? Yeah, one was engaged to one of them, and the other two were friends. Yeah. Of the same person? Yes, of the same person. So only one person in your class got anyone to show up no, to No, no, no. Two people. Two people. One person had their fiance come, and then one person had two friends come. How much were tickets? $5. Oh. I think $5. Maybe they were 10 What happened to the money? I, I assume it went to the theater. I mean, like, this is their, this is their money-making process. Why didn't you get a cut of that money? You were the labor... You know, that's a well, I paid to be in the show technically. I mean, when you think about it, I paid to take the class. Do you feel as though you learned anything? Well, you know, we're gonna find out actually. Oh, Funny enough, you ask, Mark. Yeah. Because remember how I'm going to Syracuse in a couple weeks? Yeah. Yeah, so apparently one of the activities they put on the on the schedule this year for for uh for alumni. Yeah. And that I, I don't know. I I I I I sort of like I guess I volunteered without really paying attention as to what it was. Oh no. Oh yeah, but it's definitely improv. What, you're you have to teach people improv, or you're doing improv. I have to perform improv uh, when I go to Syracuse. With who? Uh, with other uh, with other alumni, some of whom you know. <laughs> what? Where? For what? Like, it's, who's going to go to this? It's, I guess it's, it's, well, cause every, it, dude, there's usually, you know, 50 people or so that go to the 40 to 50 people that go to this event. What is it? 
It's like the it's for it's the day before the banquet. It's sort of like the educational part of the reunion weekend. How does fucking improv fit into this? I, I don't know. That's why I was like, because the other panel I'm on is like This is, is a panel? You know, how how yes. do you improv a panel? <laughs> Ralphie and Mina are uh uh Ralphie and Mina and, and Jeff are the three you would know. You're all gonna do improv comedy? Yes. Why? <laughs> I have no idea where this came from. Okay, just so everyone, these are all radio professional, radio and media professionals that are going up to a radio banquet, a college radio station fundraiser banquet, where you can also, you know, the current students meet with the people who used to work at the station who now have jobs. I am unclear how I... Mean is on the heat. Yeah, I'm unclear how a fucking improv show... Based b- b- performed by people who don't professionally do improv would be good. If anything, the message should be here. You should probably go work in finance, and then if you still want to do entertainment, do it on the side. I dude, I have no idea. I I just I just find it very amusing. I'm like, is did I wait? I just finished the improv class, and then all of a sudden, I'm like doing. I'm like, well, thank God I took the class. Did someone say? Did someone say student loan debt? I heard crippling student loan debt. Okay, we're gonna go with that. <laughs> what the fuck? Can we have a suggestion? What are you doing? Who? But like, whose idea was this? I dude, that's I don't know whose idea this was. It's kind of funny though, but yeah, it's it's. There's three other people too who you don't probably know. Then that these poor students who are gonna have to act like this is good because they all think you can hire them, even though you can't. What if it is good? I would put money on that against. I would bet against that scenario. Do the other people have the other people involved even taken an improv class? Uh, one person in here also, uh, I know that, that Jeff does like is, is, I think has professional acting experience. Okay. He has theater experience. Great. Great. Now along those lines, I understand it's improv, but are you, is the group meeting to rehearse at any point? I don't think we are. I think we're going into this totally cold. And I will tell you, I'm planning on arriving in Syracuse that morning. So I I don't know that um, uh, we're going to get much practice in. But, but more importantly, the show you did on Super Bowl Sunday. What, yes. What characters did you play? Uh, I think I was like a, a teacher one. Okay. There was a, there was like I was I was uh, hosting a cheerleading competition. All right. And um, did you get any laughs from the three people? Yeah. Well, but also see see the group because it's a big group. We were divided into two, so the audience was also full of half of the class. Oh my god, this sounds terrible. Every every character I played that night would have been uh, it would have been my. <laughs> so I have a pretty successful character. You may have seen it on like the improv surrogate. It's called, okay. hey, what's the fucking score of the Super Bowl right now, guy? Where he would have <laughs> he walked in and they would have been like, oh, man, my toilet's broken. I would have been like, well, what's the score of the Super Bowl uh, as we live and breathe? And I came very close to hitting a parlay. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Miles Sanders, first touchdown scorer. Travis Kelsey, any touchdown scorer. Jalen Hurts over 200 yards passing, and one thing didn't hit. Miles Sanders. Dial, uh, Dallas Goddard anytime touchdown. Well, also, Miles Sanders did not score the first touchdown. Who did I say? You said I, Miles Sanders oh, to score the first touchdown. Yeah, I meant you know who I meant. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So uh, I was trying to get Ralphie on the show to talk about your, your improv show, but I think he's, he's texting me now saying he's buried in work, so we'll let him go. Okay. But he did a great job on the Today Show yesterday. He did an saw. amazing job on the Today Show and I was trying to like repost it, but I couldn't find like I couldn't find the proper link. It was really annoying. Uh he says you're on an improv panel, which I got to be honest, is it every panel an improv panel? They've never been scripted. You don't do a scripted panel. Well, yeah, he, well, okay, he says an improv panel, but this is this is what this is what it says. 315 to 345 improv will provide show topics which students and alumni will perform audience participation required but are you 
are you providing them like you're doing a radio show? Like someone could be like, Ukraine. You just gotta be like, well, that's st- like what? I mean, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe good that I. <laughs> Maybe I've got this all wrong. Yes, I've got improv on the brain. (laughs) Maybe they do want us to just like make up a fake radio show as we go. (laughs) Oh, my God. This sounds terrible. So you did the show on Sunday night. And then did you immediately go home to watch Super Bowl or did you go to a bar? Uh, No, I I came home. So did you end up watching the Super Bowl solo? Yes. I could have gone to a bar. I had a couple friends who were out at out at was out at a bar, but it, it, it I was coming off uh, my birthday weekend where I had been out a couple times, and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to uh, I don't need to go out and rage on a Sunday night for two teams I don't care. Also, the insane high of having just performed to a sold out capacity improv crowd. Exactly. Um, going to the Super Bowl was fun. I mean, it's always an incredible experience. Where I, did you sit? My seats were very very good. They were on the 100 level. I was able to trade with somebody and get the. It was they were very good. What they yard were fi- line? They were about on the 30 ish. Okay, those are really good. They were really really good. Yeah. Now, the question is, you know, it's it. The whole thing is so. After we did our interview, the show is very disjointed today because I'm just as I'm as I said, so tired. Uh, but. We 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 did our interview show on Friday, and then I just kicked off an a, an extravaganza of fun as far as my weekend went. I would say on Sun on Friday night I saw the Killers, who as as you may know, one of my favorite bands. So yeah. that was great, right? Yeah, yeah. Then I also went to the Rolling Stone party. I think it was yeah, it was the Rolling Stone party. I met up with Cavino and Spot from Cavino and Rich. Did some drama happen at the Rolling Stone party? As I feel far like there as was celebrity what? drama that happened at the Rolling Stone, I don't know. Maybe is that where is that where Machine Gun Kelly got electrocuted? No, I don't think so. I don't know if Which he was party performing. Did Machine Gun Kelly get electrocuted? No idea. Don't care. He didn't die, right? He's fine. No, but it, but like, dude, it's actually sort of freaky that his hair just stands straight up. Yeah. And and when you see a picture of it online, you're like, yeah, that's the way his hair is styled. But when you watch the video of it, and I don't know, I, they say it was a smoke machine mm. that he's like dancing and his hair is sort of like loose and falling down. And then all of a sudden, dude, it just stands straight fucking up. Yeah. Got to be careful. Yeah. You don't want to get electrocuted. Although it, it is a, a weird thing about Super Bowls that I was making my way. I showed up at this party and I was trying to make my way in. And then as I was doing it, they uh, I was like, oh, Blurred Lines is playing. And I was like, oh, this song, I haven't heard this in a minute. And I look over and it's actually Robin Thicke performing Blurred Lines live. <laughs> I was like, this is such a wild interaction. But what was particularly strange about this, because weed is legal in Arizona. I've never been to a party like this. You went into this one section and there was, you know how when you go to a party, maybe Bud Light sponsors the party or Bacardi or, or well, something, you know, like a big event. The, 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 uh, you're a great example. The Machine Gun Kelly party was the Coors Light Bird's Nest concert series. Yeah. So I walk into this one area of the party. It's sponsored by this weed company. Okay. Which means they were just like, do you want anything? And I said, anything? And they just gave us just b- bags and bags of drugs and you could smoke it there too it was crazy yeah that's usually where the crazy part is the smoking it i mean like the gifting a lot of the states the way it, the way it's laid out gifting is totally cool it was it was just crazy because you know i'm used to having these edibles i had they just were also giving like a ton of a ton of actual bud as well yeah that edibles pens With- so were they just giving you like like literal literal buds and like you had to find an apple or a bowl no, or, no, or, or like you were getting you were getting pre-rolls. There were pre-rolls and then also they were rolling it for you if you wanted. It was a whole experience. Oh, I was like Snoop Dogg. It's like a wedding and they have the old guy there rolling the Cuban cigars. It was exactly like that. Wow. It was crazy. It's a new world. It is a new world. So that was that was going on. Then the next night was Saturday night. I went to this party where the Counting Crows performed. And let say me say... Say again? Yeah. Say it again? I went to a party where the Counting Crows performed. The Counting Crows? Yeah. Okay. Why? You say it, you say it weird, that's all. How should I say it? Counting Crows. Counting Crows. 
counting crows? Why would I say yeah, it? Yeah. Why do you enunciate it? I don't know. It, it, so sounds weird when, it sounds weird when you say counting crows. It's too quick almost. The counting crows. The, so no, you were like, sounds... here's hanging around by the counting crows? Yeah. It sounds psychotic. <laughs> it's the counting crows hanging around. That's how you would say it. <laughs> how else would you? I'm, we could probably find an old air check of me somewhere. Yeah, and you probably sound weird if you're saying it like that. The counting crows. I will say, I've introduced a lot of acts at, at, you know, quote-unquote corporate gigs. Whoever did it at this party was the worst person I've ever seen do it. I just heard an announcement where they said, ladies and gentlemen, Counting Crows. And then they just came on and played, but half the party, you know, didn't, there was no like, are we ready for the, half the party was like, what the fuck is happening? But sometimes the band wants it that way. Well, I don't know if the Counting Crows did, but... (laughs) By the a- way, speaking of you like introducing things, it is almost fucking hysterical that the new if you walk into the Sirius XM lobby yeah. that that all of the shows that are the Howard Stern uh, Mad Dog. So what uh, Ryan's talking about is there's a giant screen in our lobby. Yeah. It's probably and, like and, 10 feet by 10 feet wide. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a jumbotron. It's 3 stories tall. And, 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 you know, there, there's so many shows at Sirius XM, but the only video that plays is of Mark Zito. Yeah. Introducing a Dave Matthews show. Yeah. It's like literally they could, and dude, I'm not knocking you at all. I think it's amazing, but it could have been video of Sway. It could have been of Mad Dog. It could have there's, been of Mark Zito. There's a cycle in and out. It's <laughs> but not no, just but a- the one that's, the one that's up there is Mark Zito and it's fucking amazing. I love it. Yeah, it is. I, I, but so the Counting Crows, the Counting Crows. What I was going to say is, I felt like the crowd didn't give many energy because it was a corporate gig, and but it was awesome if you were a fan because I got to lean on the actual stage, and just watch them play. It was great. Okay. And that's before we get to the Super Bowl. So Super Bowl Sunday. Now there, you may not realize this. There's no tailgating. Let's say in the parking lot of the Super Bowl. Why is that? That I'm aware of. Well, I don't know. As far is that may, just be everyone's out of town. Maybe if you can park, if you have a parking pass, maybe you can do it. But I don't know. There's no, like, bring your own grill. Maybe there is in other sections. I've just never seen it. But there are these things called tailgates, which are these enormous parties that are thrown. Like, Guy Fieri had one. We stopped by that. Yeah. Guy invited us to Guy's Flavortown, which was this huge, awesome activation a block or so from the stadium. From there, went to see... um, by the way, oh, I also on Saturday during the day, I stopped at Gronk Beach, which was like a fucking fever dream because Diplo was performing and Gronk was standing next to him in the, in the DJ booth. And then Guy Fieri was also standing in the DJ booth. And I was just like, what am I looking at? <laughs> it was pretty wild. Dude, a friend of mine, and I can't wait to give it to Guy the next time he comes in. And I don't know why my friend bought me this, but I guess just because he knows that that Guy's been on my show a million times. But bought me a, a, a sequin Guy Fieri pillow. Why? I don't know. I want it. Hold on, I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, I would love that. At at Guy's Flavor Town tailgate, all the bartenders and waiters were wearing visors with you know spiked white. Uh, or blonde hair so they all kind of looked like guy it was cool and those like you know um shirts like hawaiian shirt with fire on it yeah yeah it was great it's phenomenal so then from there went to the official nfl tailgate which was played by the black keys and jason derulo that was awesome okay and then we got into the actual game which you know was an incredible game rihanna's halftime stage enormous it was like nearly the length of the whole field yeah, it looked really big. This guy Fieri pillow rules. Look at it, it's sequins. Yeah, it's awesome. But can I say I feel a little bad because I got a little too drunk at the Super Bowl, and so I don't remember it as much as I normally would. You called me afterwards, and I could tell you were you were like somewhere between totally exhausted from work, but also just drunk. Okay, what did I say? Because I don't recall this. You're like, I am so pissed the Gronk kick wasn't live. Oh, it was okay. Apparently it was live, but it looked like he made it, so I was mad about that. Okay. What else? Yeah, it did look like he made it. Yeah, but apparently he didn't. Apparently he hooked it. 
Is that all I called you about? Yep, yep. That's all you called me about. And then, uh, and I'm like, I don't. I'm like, was it? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. I think about. it like, was live. Apparently, yeah. It it looked live to me, and you're like, okay, because people are texting me telling me it wasn't live, and I'm pissed. Oh my god. Did I sound like a man that was about to misplace his prized hedgehog? You, that's probably when you misplaced Chet, to be completely Was I still in the, in the stadium? Uh, you sounded like you were wandering out. <laughs> you were walking, I think. Oh, dude. That's not good. That's very bad. How did TJ do? TJ did fine. TJ had a great time. And yeah. I love doing what we do because it's fun to take somebody you care about that also doesn't do all the shit that we're lucky enough to do, right? Right. Because it's just like, I, it was just like, oh, there's this party going on. And it would be like, oh, how much are tickets to that? And I'd be like, I don't know. We'll just go. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what? Yeah, no, P, I, they're not used to it. I, I understand. And and what's cool about, I, as I imagine most industries, but our industry in particular, is there's a lot of favor trading. Like, I I put on a lot of shows with SiriusXM that I ha- help people see some of their favorite artists. And so those favors are then repaid to me when I want to go to something. Yeah. And, you know, somebody said this to me and I may have, um, I may have said this before, but, and, and stop me if I said this, but like, I look at a lot of what people in the event space do as being like, a friend said this to me, merchant of experiences. Okay. And so where I'm going with that is, you know, people are always like, I keep a mental Rolodex of who loves who. Like, let me let me let me tell this straight up. If you're listening to this show and, you know, you want to tell me who your favorite band is. I mean, there's like literally anyone out there listening. I will probably remember that and then come back to you when Sirius XM does something with that band. Yeah, and invite and you. hook you up. Right. I yes. have a long history of doing that. Yes, you do. I'm bad at it, but I get it right sometimes. But every once in a while, I, I miss somebody, and it's really upsetting when I do. But as far as the merchant of experience things, people are always like, well, why do you do that? And it's like, well, because you have to it's see yourself of- as a merchant of experiences in the sense yeah. that, in the sense that um, we, we if i do a show that show only happens on that date and then it doesn't happen ever again so if i if i don't give the tickets out that we may have available what good are they well one thing to me and this has been my entire career is is one of the worst things you can do is let free tickets go to waste i agree like like if you're not going to use your tickets that's fine find someone on the street who will use them and appreciate them exactly like, do not let them go to waste. And so I felt like this particular Super Bowl was a lot of those people that I had taken care of coming back. And so I think that goes to show really in any aspect of life. Like, Well, the other thing, too, when you're bringing somebody like your cousin who does who, you know, isn't in this world a lot. Yeah. Right. Who, who isn't organizing events. And it would it, dude, it was very funny because when I did the, the improv show. Yeah. Like, like three or four people, even in all the time we'd been in this theater doing the class, we'd never gone backstage. And so we're doing the show and the, 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 the teacher's like, OK, everybody backstage. And there was a few people like, wow, I've never been backstage before, even though like we were just back there. Yeah. And I'm sort of like, oh wow. But I see, forget. that's the thing. I though. forget. This is all I do. Another thing. Another thing with our jobs is you also start to realize when you're bringing somebody who's not in the world around with you how fucking dumb they are. <laughs> well, that's sort of what I was getting. Is like a lot of times when you're in these spaces, the the passes are the passes and accesses are somewhat fluid, right? Like it's not always strict. You can get places you're not supposed to or into certain areas, and it's all about looking like knowing what you're doing. Yeah, because it, they'll just spot you if you look like you don't know what you're doing. They're going to spot you and they're going to ask you if you have the right credentials to be there. So you sort of like that's what I tell everybody who comes with me. I'm like, whatever you do, just follow me and look like you fucking belong. Keep always. moving. Keep moving. Always keep moving. Like confident hellos if you make eye contact. No questions. Just just go. Yeah. You belong. Anyway, it was it was a really fun time. I had a lot of fun experiences and I just would encourage everyone to be nice to people and then they'll be nice to you. Now, I know that's, that's not a uh, crazy thing to say, but sometimes it feels like it is. In today's world, it really feels crazy. So what else is uh, going on? Well, this is Choose Your Own Adventure, Mark. There's Ooh. two ways we can go. There's pro football quarterbacks or French DJs. 
Ooh. I'm gonna let's stay on brand. Let's go pro football quarterbacks. All right, you've got that one. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers just slowly seems like he's descending into mania. <laughs> like he, everyone else? That's, I don't, dude, I, I I, feel like he's not that much of an exception, unfortunately. No, but it is, like, he has a weekly platform on the Pat McAfee show, right? And we've had Pat on. I like Pat. But Pat lets Aaron Rodgers do, like, Pat falls into the same thing I do when we have a guest on the show. Like, when we have a guest on the show, I am just super nice to them, no matter what. Right. Like, they could be like, yeah, and I'd be like, so, you know, Menendez Brothers, uh, did you get grounded a lot? Like, is that why? Yeah. Um, and, and so, the with Aaron Rodgers, he goes on every Tuesday, and every so often, he's becoming one of those people that, like, talks about the woke mob and shit, and it's just right. not what you want. And everyone thinks, like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is so different. He's such a free thinker. Oh, but it's like, he's kind of becoming a conspiracy nut. Where Dude, I think though the problem is is I think that what he talks about is that if you go into any like regular bar in a lot of the country that and have a and try to have a conversation with people about uh, current events in the state of the world that that's what they believe. Well, here's some of the stuff he said uh, today on the Pat McAfee show. There's been a lot of disclosure recently. Actually, should we just play the clip? Let's sure. do that. We'll play a clip of the Pat McAfee show of Aaron Rodgers talking about um, a lot of weirdness or whatever he's been seeing. He said something about the unknown there, and I immediately thought, like, oh, the things are flying over Green Bay. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of disclosure recently. Um, there's a lot of uh, yes. old, uh, old papers and files and different things about interactions that Navy pilots have had, especially Navy pilots, I believe, with uh, uh, unidentified flying objects. Um, so this is not surprising. Obviously, there was uh, some sort of Chinese spy balloon that was up in the air, lasers, allegedly. And uh, there's been a few other objects that Wait, have been stop, shot stop. down, allegedly. Uh, no, obviously, allegedly. He said there was a Chinese spy balloon, obviously, that was up in the air, allegedly. <laughs> just, just go ahead. Um, I. I believe that this has been going on for a long time. Interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Um, what? Like what? Well, you're saying things are... You're saying, oh, looky here. Is that what you just yeah. said? Ha, 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 bang. That's what you said? Could be some of that, yeah. Misdirection. No. That doesn't happen. No, of course not. Do you hear about Ohio? No, Do you hear about Ohio? East Palestine? What, what, what's going on now? Dude. They blew up that, For one second. that thing and the fish number there. What? Is, is, McAfee, is McAfee sort of like on the page with him or is he egging him on because he's like... No, it would seem like he's on the page with him, Ryan. It, he has him does, on every but, Tuesday. But also, okay, because it, it, right, it almost comes off like he's mocking him, but okay. I don't know. Listen to the way Rogers is delivering this. How, how could anyone not seem like they're mocking him? He's just like, well, you know, oh, there's, about, there's about a minute left. Right? Yeah. Yep. Sounds like you know. Yeah. Sounds like sounds yeah. like sounds like you've read up on it. Yeah. Sounds. I don't know what blew up, how it blew up. It was on fire for I guess like twenty melees before it ended up derailing and go. There's some wild shit going on right now, Aaron. Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released? Oh Jesus Christ! This is a sports talk show, you guys. <laughs> Whoa, Allegedly, yeah, I assume cool. we have to say because I'm getting sued by a guy that used to uh, be a starting quarterback in which you were a backup quarterback. But what? Oh yeah, Brett Favre is suing Pat McAfee. Yeah, yeah. Sat, what are you talking about? There's some files that are, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. Oh, are you on there? You know, Look out, AJ. You know, Maxwell was the are only you, on you know there? person ever ever uh, convicted answer. of. Of uh, trafficking and nobody who was involved in the trafficking ever went to jail. So nothing to see here. No, nothing. Look, there's uh, UFOs flying over. We just shot them down. Johnny Depp trial. Hey, oh, that, yeah. that'll help. That? Uh, that'll do that whole thing. That's what you're saying. God, like, like, th there's probably a kernel of truth to this, right? What do you mean? There's a current. What do you mean? There's probably a kernel of truth to this. Like some type of misdirection somewhere. Okay. A misdirection from what? 
I, I guess what I'm saying is like when he goes Donny, Johnny Dre- Depp trial, like, yes, our media does put a lot more focus on that than the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And I'm sure that that's like- that's because that's because our me- <laughs> the reason that happens is is because they they chase what's ratings and nobody wants to eat the vegetables. Exactly. Johnny Depp's Johnny Depp's dessert. Nobody wants to eat the vegetables. Nobody wants to watch the real news. Nobody wants to watch fact-based, boring fucking things. They want dessert. It's not misdirection. It's that people it's that if you take a child and and give them the menu, they'll always pick dessert. There's no adults in the room. I think the real thing is that anything that's an actual conspiracy is probably boring and we don't actually know about it. Like this idea where people are like, they're releasing the Epstein files, that's what they're trying to distract us from. It's like, well, if they're going to do that, why wouldn't they just change the fucking files they released? First of all, yeah, exactly. Like that's that's in. Wouldn't that be it's far easier to just change the papers? Destroy the files. Yes. Yeah. Then then light a train on fire and put a spy <sighs> balloon up, and that's what this is about. You Dude, fucking pe- pe- moron. People are watching like not everything is a fucking conspiracy. People are watching like too many. Listen, no, it's not Netflix. It. You said off air it was Netflix to me. It's Netflix, and it's and I, I'm saying Netflix in the in the sense of every true crime podcast, every streaming service, every everything that like makes everything a conspiracy, and that the, and that there's more than meets the eye. Okay, yeah, but 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 just hear me out on this. It's not even Netflix. It's just that there's too much internet, and people can make their own shit. And every moron has a YouTube channel. And every two guys that are just friends have a podcast where they yell at each other three days a week. And everyone puts their opinion out there. And God, you know, Mark. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it, 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 you're right. So it's but, like, but, but you also can too, beautiful the, the, mind this into being like the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because fucking Mercury was in retrograde and they're trying to make sure the Biden agenda falls through. You could theoretically come up with an argument for anything. Oh, dude, absolutely. The Chiefs won the Super Bowl because the Democrats are trying to make Pete Buttigieg president, right? And Indiana is next to Missouri. Exactly. Duh. Duh. Well, the, but you see what I'm getting at? Like, like, so it's like Aaron Rodgers, like, like, this is where I'm part of like, yo, McAfee, are you believing this shit too? Like, you're just all falling into this? The scary part is, is that I don't think that this is like Aaron Rodgers, like off on some weird ledge by himself. I think that he's on the same page as uh, about the 30 percent of people that 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 are always on one side of politics. I think that this is main not it's not mainstream thinking, but for them it is. Yeah. This isn't this isn't out there. They're they're every like they're they're in this same fucking weird loop of information in, in meme culture. So one of the teams linked to Aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't retire or go back to the Packers, is the New York Jets. And I just think Brett, uh, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers having to like the New York media and Aaron Rodgers would just be so awesome. Oh, he's going to be calling him so woke so quickly. I don't know, man. The New York Post is like the number one paper, isn't it? Yeah, the Post will be fine with them, but all the sports shows aren't gonna aren't gonna. Uh, I don't know that that's gonna go so well. It's gonna be about all the disagreements he's having with all the other players. I I just I just I'm so happy. Now, granted, it's gonna be about the discontentment in the locker room. The starting quarterback for my team went to Alabama and. It's probably its own set of problems there if I really look into it. But I just would this makes it so hard to root for Aaron Rodgers. He sounds ridiculous. I don't think you're going to have to root for Aaron Rodgers much longer. I don't root for Aaron Rodgers at all unless, you know, I want him to win a bet of mine. I'm just saying right. this whole thing of can you imagine back in the day Joe Nam Joe Namath or Joe Montana being like listen yeah, it's actually, all. dude, I think I think if they had social media, I think that we would have found a lot more uh, quarterbacks and, and and NFL players and celebrities whose whose viewpoints are would be considered horrifying today. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they'd be certainly racist. Yeah. Um. Well, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, you know that's true. That's true. I mean, yeah, you're right. 
I'm pretty sure Frank Sinatra was chill. I don't think yeah, he had any right? views on broads that were no. bad. No. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a wholesome fella. Exactly. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. What else is going on? I, anyway, I just thought it was wild that Aaron Rodgers is just like, hey, I think they're trying to like just. Ugh. And, and, um, and, and Pat McAfee's just like, yeah, totally. How much time do we have? Just we have, so I know how quick to do this. We have about, I would say, eight minutes left. Oh, oh, okay. We've got plenty of time. Yeah. Perfect. They released, Forbes released the um, highest paid entertainers list. Okay. Um, I thought maybe we uh, we could go over and see see some of your. See how many people are in this? this uh, are on this ten? Top ten. So who's ten? Because I want to get an idea of how much money we're talking about and how much money. Do you would you want the person first or do you want the amount first? The amount. Eighty eight million dollars. It is it is somebody who is new to the list. They have they have uh, they have noted that this person it is the first time they have made the list. Hmm. Is it Joe Rogan? It is not. What what genre are they in? Music. Lizzo? No. One more guess. Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift is number nine. Okay, so she's not... I uh, See, I had to assume that she would have made the list before, so who is number 10? Taylor Swift is number nine at 92 million. Wow, pretty pretty Num- good year for her. <laughs> Number ten is Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny made eighty eight million dollars. Wow. Yes, he did. So wait, where's like Howard Stern on this list? Because shouldn't he not be on there? the list? And is it just musicians? This is no. This is not just musicians. That is surprising. But um, right. hold on, I'll read you here the the methodology. I think it was right here. Hold on. Methodology figures represent 2022 pre-tax earnings minus fees for representation, managers, lawyers, agents, and or business operating How does Forbes costs. always get this stuff like oh, in what scenario do we are we to expect this? Like they were like, hello, Bad Bunny's manager. I'd like access to all of Bad Bunny's contracts. Sources include data from Nielsen Bookscan, Luminate, Polestar, IMDB Pro, and Variety Insight, as well as interviews with agents, lawyers, managers, executives, and industry experts. This seems bullshit. And if you were a celebrity, would you want to be on this list because it makes you seem like you're crushing? Or does it just draw a lot of unnecessary attention to your finances? Well, because the year you're not on the list, they're going to say you're not crushing anymore and your career's over. Exactly. I vote, like, I think a nice medium would be a, a number eight. Uh, $95 million, a movie director. You want to take one guess? One guess? One, well, yeah. You don't, you can, you, we can keep guessing away if you want. James Cameron. James Cameron, number eight. Okay, so I'm, I'm one. I'm, okay, I've gotten one correct. You've gotten one correct. And I have to imagine that's due to the release of Avatar 2. Uh, it says that his wallet will go on. The smash success of Avatar, The Way of Water, made Cameron the director of three of the highest grossing movies of all, of all time. His second outing to Pandora netted him at least $95 million. All right. Uh, number seven. Uh, they are a rock and roll band. It's a whole band? Yes. Who now, I will tell you there is at least one other whole band on this list. Did you two tour that? I'm going to say Coldplay. Coldplay is incorrect. However, you have the, the country of origin correct. Just go older. Older than Coldplay, but reunite. Def Leppard? No, the Rolling Stones. Oh, okay. $98 million for they, the Rolling Stones at number seven. Yeah, I remember they were the first act I ever heard of where they were like, these ticket prices are outrageous, and that was like 20 years ago, so I can't imagine. The, they pocketed $8.5 million per night on a 15-city tour. Jesus Christ, so they played 15 <laughs> concerts? <laughs> and made 10, basically made $8.5 million a night, yeah. Wow. So they own, yeah. Good for them. Right? Nice job. All right. Uh, number six is an actor. Oof. Tom Cruise, Top Gun. No, Maverick. I was just about to tell you the actor did not star in Top Gun. Oh, then I don't know. What do we got? I was surprised at this one. Uh, it's Brad Pitt. Really? Uh, the Brad, the majority, or I guess he sold his production company. Wow, Ryan, you can't even turn your phone noises off. Unbelievable. I just, jeez. He sold his production company, so that's where he made his money. Okay. 
All right. Uh, number five, we're into the top five. This one is 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 surprising because um, they made a deal. Now I'll tell you, um, but they made a deal with Disney Plus. Oh, migrated. I'm sorry. It's basically it's a streaming deal. Okay. For something that's been around for a really long time. On Disney, and now it's on Disney Plus. Uh, and I want to read this right. Migrated all seasons from Disney Plus Plus to FX and an April streaming deal. April 19 streaming deal. I have no idea. 30 seasons. Sesame? No, that's not Disney. 30 seasons. The Simpsons. Yes. So is it Matt? Is it? Yes. James Brooks and Matt Groening made $105 million coming in at number five. Wow. Beating them out also in the animated world. Go ahead. Say it. Seth MacFarlane? No, number four. No. Animated World? Matt and Trey. Oh, really? $160 Jesus Christ. How much? I didn't know South Park was worth that much. I guess Book of Mormon and other stuff, but... Yep. Good God. Thanks to the earnings from a HBO Max deal in Book of Mormon. Number three um, is an actor and director. Actor and director... Ben Affleck. Sometimes female. What? Dustin Hoffman? No. Thought that was a Tootsie reference. Uh you're you're correct in the old lady. <laughs> I don't know who. <laughs> you almost said it. Come on. I I almost heard you say it. $175 million. I don't know. Tyler Perry. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Perry made $175 million. Number two. Uh, solo, solo. Uh, he was he was uh, in Only Murders in the Building. Steve Martin. No, he was more more cameo. Sting. Sting. Sting made two hundred million dollars. Two hundred and ten million. What did he sell his catalog? I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, and number one is is the shocking one. Two hundred thirty million dollars. It is uh, a rock band. That produced three solo acts. Genesis? Yes. Well, they must have sold their catalog. They sold their catalog. So Phil Collins, Peter Gabriel, and... Mike. Who? <laughs> Mike Rutherford. Yeah, what 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 songs did Mike, he have? Mike Mike and the Mechanics in the living room. Oh! Sing Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this Is Happening did not make the list, Mark. No, we didn't. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think we ever will. But well, our catalog is for sale. Yeah, honestly, like if I would you, sell if, the "This Is Happening" catalog. Like I would give somebody exclusive rights for probably. Yeah. If in if the in a, the a mid media, five figures, so absolutely. If you're a streaming company out there and want to make a deal, call us. Ryan, any thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, I I might feel really stupid now that it was improv a morning show break and not perform improv. I don't think that's actually what it is, but. That would be hilarious. I now I actually want to know. I need to know. What if you're just like, well, can be like, like they'll be like, hey, so talk, talk about the uh, say schools canceled for snow, and you'll be like, my butt's on fire. Be here tomorrow. Bye. Bye.